contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Hey. What up? We're back. Another episode of Mentor Mentor in in the the Mirror. We are your hosts. My name is Cole. I am Ta. And we're Ta Cole. So we just confused you. We threw a a little mix for you. And if you're watching the video, this is cupcake our little uh rescue chihuahua mix that we just we're almost i guess we're coming up on our two-month anniversary right cupcake so we're thrilled today to be diving deeper into how your body will override all of your mind conscious awareness in an instant in the blink of an eye something that is uh is put out in a lot of today's self-help work is getting your mindset into a space that guides your your life path. And that's awesome. It's great to have your mind on board with things. And it's also important to know that all the mindset work in the world cannot override your body's processes. When your body says no, everything comes to a screeching halt. So that includes, you may have done Landmark, Tony Robbins, um, EFT, tapping, um, really any sort of process that you can imagine as far as your brain or mind work, then the, we have cupcake kicking around. So if you hear some shuffling, it's cupcake getting comfortable. So part of the issue when you're doing constant mind work is that your body has its own instinctual intelligence that once it starts to escalate or kick in that fight or flight response, you lose access to that conscious mind you've done all this beautiful, amazing work on. That includes the subconscious programming you may have been working with. A ton of the work that we've done with people, people will come to us and they say, you know, you know, I know all the concepts you're telling me and I've done all this work, but I keep still doing the same things over and over and over again. And this is because the body is a physical situation. Your 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 mind, we like to, to look at the mind as a separate thing from the body, from the brain. Okay, the mind is consciousness. It's your particular perspective of consciousness and how we create this, this uh, causal reality that we live in. And when you look at the body and how your neurology works, you can get yourself into a habitual space of performing a certain way over and over and over again. And no matter how much sense it makes on a cognitive level, your body is going to do what it's been programmed to do. It will also pull out verbal responses. It will pull out all kinds of stuff to act as it has been trained to act in a repetitive fashion. So whereas, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if, if, if somebody swings a punch at you and your arm goes up automatically, you don't have to think about that. Your body automatically does it. That's a, it's, a, it's a habit of protection. It's the same thing with tying your shoes or, or anything like that that's, that's been uh, created out of habit. It's a habit. So when you get into habitual ways of performing with family members, habitual ways of hiding, habitual ways of speaking to a person that, that you may not feel comfortable around or you may not like. Defending yourself. Defending yourself. These things become very automatic responses that are actually built into your body so you don't have to think about them. And that's where the trap starts to happen. We have so many 
instinctual, habitual patterns that have been built into our physiology that there's no way to attune to all of them. Um, For example, if a fly lands on my shoulder, I might freak out. I'm afraid it's a bee or something that could hurt me, where Ta might be able to just glance at it and be like, oh, it's a fly. There's not an anchor to it being dangerous to his human organism in some kind of way. So that's why some people that are hyper-reactive, that tends to have to do with their nervous system being dysregulated from past events. Uh, Anything from surgeries, car accidents, seeing an animal get hurt, watching a movie, the reality of and the lens to which we see the world is based very little on how on our own experiences like personally have experienced. And yet our reactivity is completely out of our control. So you can be consciously aware of I jump every time a fly lands on me, but because it's reactive in your body, you can't always stop it unless you are already in the present moment to be present of the nuance of the shift that the fly is even coming. Then you can prepare your body to repattern the habit. So if you're not being present or you're trapped in the future projections of where you're trying to get, you will almost completely stay in a reactive state. Yeah, the body is a creature of habit. And it's it's really important to understand that uh, in our society, we've, we, we have pedestals. We, we tend to put people on pedestals, ideas on pedestals. And in, in, in our health situation, and particularly in our self-help situation, we've put spirituality as this higher echelon and mind is right underneath it. Those are the two upper echelon things that people hold in this ridiculously high esteem. And not not that it's not not that it's ridiculous, but it's it's a it's a very high esteem that people hold mind in. A significance. And the body does not it, we we are not giving the body the same significance. And it's always mind over matter, uh, you know, spirituality over mind, spirituality push over through. body, push through, you know, and the body isn't getting the attention it needs to be brought on onto a, a plane of esteem as the mind and and spirituality and society for that matter. The body is always a lower echelon situation. And we're talking about taking your mind off of a pedestal and bringing your body into a space that you integrate your body with your mind so that they're working together for your benefit for your for for the for the complete human experience so when when we take the mind and we put it in conjunction with the body things start to work and one one more point uh, that i wanted to make in regards to that is um when we 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 make it a battle we make it a fight uh, you know, mind over matter, you know, I'm going to control my body. I'm, gonna I'm force going to it. force my body into this space. I'm going to make my body do this stuff. This creating a, a submissive part of you is in, in, in my cosmology dysfunctional. And I've watched people do this over and over again. I've got to beat my body. I've got to do this. I've got to push it to the limits. I've got to push the you know, push these buttons and make this happen and the body ends up breaking down or the body ends up resisting what the mind is talking about. And then when that wall comes up, you can't get through it all. And that's the thing. So when we look at, say, a marathon, you know, people are pushing their bodies to the extent. This isn't to, um, you know, make marathons a bad thing by any stretch. This is merely an example I'm going with it. Pushing the body to the limit There is, when your body, right before it feels like it's just going to completely shut down, there is a euphoria that comes with it as well. That response, that chemical response can be achieved in other ways. It is your mind that gets the high over forcing your body to adhere to what it wants it to do. 
And for us, what we see is that hypervigilance of mind over body causes extreme dysfunction, not just in a wearing it down, but on an internal um, capacity where it's like, no, I'm going to make you do this, which is exactly the kind of societal conditioning that created the dysfunction to begin with. And it's a fortification of that dysfunction by saying, I'm going to force you into submission, just like the people, the places, environments, and things that forced you into submission to begin with. And without this integration of the body and a repatterning and downregulation of the nervous system, uh, people are hitting brick walls hard. They are definitely hitting these brick walls really, really hard. And to go back to the point of the, the marathon situation, when you when you start to get into that euphoria, uh, a lot of times the body pushes out uh, hormones and chemicals to actually block you from the pain so that you can keep going through something. That's the pushing through. That's supposed there, to be in case you're in danger being chased by something. And there are many people that have come to me in the ER after a marathon or after a boxing match or after whatever, and their bodies are completely wrecked, but they, they, they achieve this this amazing feat of 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 human uh, success of running at a particular speed or a particular distance or fighting a particular person or lifting a particular weight and even though they went through it they made it through days after their bodies are completely tossed because they didn't integrate their body completely with the with the mind situation and you push out these endorphins and endorphins block the pain and you can't see the injuries that are happening and this doesn't just happen with sports and stuff like that this happens in everyday life where people push themselves through things and the body will actually block out the sensation of it so that so that it can keep going and once you train your body to do that your body and your mind start to become incongruent and then then lots of issues start to happen. That disassociation from body is, that's a slippery slope because the more you start to say, nope, I'm not listening to you, body, that's when it has to be more harsh in the messages that it sends. And when people come to us, they've already hit a health crash of some sort. And they'll be like, wow, I... You know, I didn't realize I wasn't listening to my body or I didn't realize that this was even going on. And now I now I see after spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills at best or at least that my body was trying to tell me the entire time that I needed a break, that the environment I wasn't I was in wasn't functional or that I wasn't taking care of myself. And you can make an active choice to everyone has a fear of losing control and is trying to force control on their body. And they aren't doing it out of vitality and longevity. They're doing it out of a um, avoidance, out of an avoidance of insignificance in some sort of way, at least frequently. And if you start to to set intentions of what you want to create, not what you don't want. I don't want to feel weak. I don't want to experience these things. So I'm going to go run a marathon I'm going to see that I can actually do it. And then I'm going to spend two years in recovery because I got some pretty serious damage. And most people don't even speak about the effects after some of these extreme human um, uh, marathons and mud runs. And look, they're incredible things. And most people don't put the time in to train for it. That is the truth. And you can get your body ready for these types totally. of things. And, and and there's a process to it, you know, and there are some amazing trainers out there and amazing coaches out there who can help coach people to get their bodies integrated with situations so that they don't get injured. 
And that's not most of the time, that's not the case in my experience. And so, you know, the, the body is always, uh, the, it's the experiential vehicle. So it can operate without the mind present. It can shut the mind out and you can't override it. This is something that, that we, we, talk to people about all the time. When people have their mind uh, in influencing the body, their mind is actually influencing the body. It's not It's not breaking the body down and taking control. It's influencing the body and the body is actually allowing it. The body will not allow anything to happen to it that it that uh, that it's not trying to let happen to it. And that in, that includes uh, that includes uh, uh, an attack. Uh, verbally, physically, or whatever, that includes an activity, whatever. Your body, if your body says no, it says no. It says no. Fight, flight, or freeze. And freeze is basically preparing for death. It means the body already feels like it's it's under such extreme attack that includes verbally that it it is preparing for the end kind of. And if you've ever had a situation where you get in an argument with a boss or a loved one or a significant other, and as you feel that reaction in your chest and in your throat and maybe you get hot, you can't think clearly anymore. Um, in psychology, they'll say emotionally flooded. You'll get flooded and you cannot think clearly. That's a nervous system response. That's your body saying, we got to get out of here. I got to either fight off this threat or I've got to run away. And so when you get that feeling of running, that your body doesn't know the difference between this is dangerous for me physically or emotionally or spiritually. It is a threat. And so with that, you know, I got to blow the spot up on our education system now. Um, you know, we are moving into a, a place in our world, in our technology space where we don't need a lot of the stuff that we're taught in school now, um, in the schools and the way schools are, are still grooming people for the industrial revolution. I believe that our schools are not teaching people enough on how to actually live and be human beings and, and utilize our technology to enhance ourselves. Instead, we are living for systems. We are creating our bodies into slaves to systems and to be functional in systems. And this is, this is another part that causes dysfunction in the body. And so when we can start to get our education systems to start to, to, to teach people how the, the nervous system actually works, how the body actually works. And there are some places in the world that are doing this, but the United States is not one of them. And when we can start to get people into this place, we start to get our children into a place of starting to honor the body and start to know the body and start to know how nutrition influences the body, how breathing influences the body, what rest is really like, what relaxation really, really does for the body. That's when things will start to shift on this planet. And if we keep doing things the way we're doing, the way with the, uh, the speed at which our technology is shifting, it's going to cause a whole lot of issues with our physiology that's going to keep creating these weird diseases that are popping up. Henry agrees with you. That's why he's amen from the Henry. We have Henry and Cupcake. So from time to time, they're going to chime in with their opinions. And just as Ta's saying, with these processes, with the fact that we aren't taught these things, then we reach adulthood and we have been conditioned into you have to work hard, keep your head down, and then you'll be able to retire with a 401k and you'll be free in the future. All of this is a constant constraint on your physiology. That's why when we talk about multi-construct strain, that is all of these different things pressing on your body at any given time, 
getting that systemic inflammation up, making it appear as brain fog, and then you add in diet or poor nutrition, that's going to escalate it even further. So you're getting out of bed every day functioning at a 6 out of 10 as far as clarity, calm, uh, and just a regulated nervous system. So it doesn't take much. That means the drive to work when someone cuts you off, that just bumped you to a 9. By the time your boss comes over to say something, you are already on the verge of fight or flight. And staying in that place in your body means that your immune system is going to go down, your rest is going to be impacted in your sleep, and your digestion is going to be impacted. I mean, the, the list is endless of the ramifications of not knowing what your body is trying to communicate and continuing to adhere to conditioning and constructs that don't serve you. Yeah. So, you know, all the mindset in the world. That's nice. It's wonderful. It's great. It's it's, it's awesome. stupendous. It's helpful. And, and <laughs> it does not override the body's processes. We can keep thinking that and it's it's not the situation. And once once in, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza does a lot of work uh, around the, the body and and how uh things become habits to that lead into personality traits, you know, um, what is it? Um, what does he say? Habits lead into dispositions and that leads into, uh, into a personality trait over a period of time. And once that's a personality trait, it actually gets built into your body. And so you may not know why you keep doing the things that you do, but it gets built into your body. And it takes some discomfort to undo that stuff. And it takes some undoing. So please listen to your body. Okay, learn the language that your body speaks. If you need some help, we're around. You know, talkhole.com is the website. Talkhole on Instagram. Um, Talkhole on Facebook. All the places. You know, we're in all the places. And, you know, just consider if you were trying, if you were going to jump out of a plane, if you could just mind your way out of being nervous. How many people say, I wouldn't be able to jump out of a plane? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And they've done every program there is for the mind. If it was only a mind thing, you'd be able to do anything including jumping out of a plane. So there is a physiological response that blocks you. And if you don't know what it is yet, head over to meetmeinthemirror.com. You can download a free program called The Naked Truth to start self-reflecting on some of these questions and paying attention to how it shows up in your body. Because your body is your best friend if you learn to listen to it. And the sheer fact that it is functioning the way that it is right now is a miracle. And that's in spite of what you've said to it and how you've treated it. I guarantee you if other people spoke to your kids or someone you love the way that you have spoken to your body at times, you'd punch them in the face. Stop punching yourself in the face. Like take a break. Breathe. Yeah. Rate. Review subscribe. We are so thrilled for some of the guests we have coming on the show that are experts in their field. And we're going to talk about how constructs have shown up in their own conditioning and the process of unlatching the construct from the physiology. So you're no longer reactive, you're responsive. And that's the superpower. When you master your nervous system, then your momentum and your ability to perform is exponentially greater with higher energy. So, you know, mindset is great. Get Love in, it. Get into the body set too. Yes. As we say, biohacking is cool. Biointegration Bio is, is key. key. We love you as always. Be, Be free. free. Peace. 
in the beard. Your eyes are wide open, but all you really see is. If you cut us, do we not believe? If you take from us, do we not need? If you cut the air off, do we not breathe? If you prove facts, do we not believe? If you don't cut us, do we not bleed? If you give to us, do we not need? If you let the air flow, do we not breathe? If you lie to 